0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Buffs on Podcast. We are the best P.O.D. in the three We're a little short-handed today. Uh, Connie and Gabe are out on vacation, so they left uh, the guy who's been here for every single episode so far in Valley, and then you got me. Uh, We're fresh off of the Pistons' heartbreaking loss to the Wizards after a Daniel Gafford tap-in to end the game. The second time that it happened since the All-Star break, of course, everyone remembering the Wend- Wendell Carter Jr. tap-in as well. Valley, I know it was just a rough one. How are you feeling?
1: You know, I feel all right. Had this happened maybe 20, 30 games ago, maybe even 10 games ago, because I was a bit upset when it happened against Orlando, I'd be feeling a lot worse. But, but honestly, I was watching with my buddy Alan. We saw the final tipping go in. We looked at each other. <laughs> And we laughed a little bit because, because we know the tanking circumstances. Uh, I am kind of curious to see, like, or, like, God, what the what the general, like, view is in those situations. Or, like, are people genuinely rooting for us, you know, not to get the win, to secure those tanking odds? Um, and that tanker is just heating up. You know, us in Houston tied on 15, San Antonio with 16. Um, I'm curious to see, like, how people are, like, how Pistons fans, Support their team in this situation. So, like, like for you, for example, what do you say? Like, are you happy that we're losing? Are you, or are you going like, oh man, tough loss?
0: I, I mean, I was kind of indifferent today. Like, if we won, I was gonna be like, oh, let's just burst somebody's bubble, right? Because the Wizards are on the bubble of trying to get into the (laughs) the play in. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to go, right? Like I've been saying, let's lose all season. Like, why play spoiler now for no reason? like we have no inclination to win and as of right now we're one game ahead of the rockets with the number one overall odds um so the literally the lowest we can fall is if the season ended today is 5 so i'm not mad at it um i mean i'm not mad at it at all i'm i'm kind of happy you know i mean it, it stung when it happened i kind of like i did the same thing i gave that look like oh man um but i'm not, i'm not mad at it I'm not mad
1: at it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, I mean, we've been talking about competitive losses for the last, what, three years now? Yeah. Um, But, man, do we love a good competitive loss? <laughs> for a bit different when Corey's playing a ton and, and guys like RJ Hampton oh. playing a ton. Um, I mean,
0: it's hard with Corey, but I'm glad RJ is getting the chance. Eugene Omarui. Oh, I man. To practice saying the name because I knew I had to say it on the pod. <laughs> the man is uh living up to that 10-day contract.
1: Yeah, he was of the few notes that I made of this of this, you know, tough pistons week, in all caps, I just wrote Eugene Omuruya. <laughs> because he has actually, you know, he has excited me a bit, you know. Um, as crazy as that sounds, he plays really hard. Um, like he just mm-hmm. plays hard as hell. And, you know, good motor. He's a he's a decent sized guy, you know. Um, like what he's six, seven, he's got a lot of weight on him. Um, and we obviously lack a lot of depth at the wing position, um, but also size at the wing position, if you look at it. Livers is you know obviously a solid defender but like guys like Bradley Beal can get just about whatever they want on him Um, and bigger wings can get whatever they want on him but yeah you know it doesn't give you much on the defensive side of things so <laughs> having a, an option like Eugene Amarui it's kind of nice Um, I definitely anticipate we'll sign him to a second 10-day contract mm-hmm. but the way things are going you know like there'll be some roster spots next year man who knows that's I mean, with Hamid
0: Diallo, now, yeah, with the, Diallo not being out for the rest of the year, it's not going to surprise me at all if Eugene gets himself um, signed for the remainder of the year. Um, um
1: sorry, not not you mentioned Hami. Um, I, yeah. I I did want to because he he is now ruled out for the rest of the season with a great two oh, ankle yeah. in three to four weeks. Does that affect his free agency? Um, the money he will get. What do you think? And then mm-hmm. I know we. – we we've, we've said we've given a few offers, um, but what do you think you'd give Hamid Diallo now in terms of in terms of a paycheck?
0: If he's gonna be a death piece on this team, I don't want to go above ten. Um, I agree. With that. We 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 saw the reaction that everyone had when Marvin Bagley got the contract he got, and essentially when we signed him, it was to be the backup big right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that's even looking even more so likely with the additions of uh, Durin and, and Wiseman. But I mean, he's playing so well right now. So, I mean, maybe he'll live up to that, but back to Diallo. Yeah. I'm not going above 10. I would say seven, five to seven range. It's going to be above five, but I wouldn't go above 10. So seven mm-hmm. to nine, maybe, I mean, and, and and to answer the other question, no, I do not think that him missing these remaining few weeks is going to impact his payday at all, because even if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's not going to make or break. It's not going to send it up to 5 million, down 5 million, right? It's, it's, he, he's pretty stagnant where he's at, and he's going to get what he's going to get. Um, I guess the question is, do you want him on this team? And if you don't, who would you rather have?
1: I, I absolutely would have Hamid Diallo. And I was talking about this with, with my buddy, Mike, the other day. He asked me, would Hamid Diallo play on any other team? And I said, why not? Why wouldn't he play on a championship team? Like I mean, I sure like, the
0: Bucs would love to have a guy like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like the Bucs, the Warriors. You know, I think this is a guy who can play spot minutes on any rotation in the NBA. Like, you throw Hamid Diallo out there for five minutes at a time, he's going to give you very productive output. And and that's that's been shown in Oklahoma City and in Detroit. Um, I think seven to nine is the range is the range, um, that we'll see, um, seven nine million per year. I'd be happy giving him a three year 21 to $25 million deal. Um, I think that'd be a pretty good bargain to keep coming to do around it. It'll probably have a team option or a player option on that final year. Um, no matter what, if it is three or four years, um, that's how his last contract was with us. But the only thing I do like kind of like about him missing some time here is is the rest of the NBA doesn't get to see more of what Hamidu Diallo does, which could maybe you know make less teams bid for him, which keeps the total money down. Uh, yeah. I guess just looking for an optimistic point of view, but uh, I <laughs> did hurt to see Hamidu Diallo go down. Um, you know, it, we've we've already mentioned it many times. It's tough. It's a little tough to watch Pistons basketball right now, but Hamidu Diallo, no matter what,
0: makes it entertaining with his with his athleticism. Oh, for sure. And uh, and w- when we say he's he could definitely play on another team. We're not saying he's going to get the ball as much. We're not going to say he's getting as many scoring opportunities, but his, his, his role right now is coming off the bench and being an energy guy. And if he can sign with a team that plays with actual pace, like we're trying to do, but we always fail to. Yeah. I, I definitely see him playing somewhere else, uh, but we cannot, and we already did it, but we cannot glance over this game today and not talk about one Jaden Ivy. Man. man was he good tonight and man mm. was he good last night um I, i'm so happy that he's developing he's 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 i, I love the the flair he's playing with now but he was having fun yesterday i tweeted it out he he, he was on fire and i thought about it after i sent it but I, I didn't mean he was like shooting from fire but he was playing with the flair and i loved it
1: yeah, he's been he's been super fun. And since Killian's had this this hand contusion going on, it means he's back to the starting spot at the point guard. And when that happened previously with the was it had to be the suspension, right? For Killian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Killian
1: was suspended and, and Ivy moved to the out and out point guard spot. His assist numbers went up. Um his efficiency was a bit down, but his assist numbers were definitely up. Um and the assists have been up since Killian's been out with his hand contusion. And the efficiency is a bit dropped off a bit when Killian Hayes is out. But tonight the efficiency was there, the playmaking was there. And you can definitely tell he's having fun. Um, the no-look passes, he he loves throwing a no-look pass. Um, but just an interesting thing here. Without so, in the six games that Ivy has played without Killian, he averages 14 points, four rebounds, and eight assists per game without Killian Hayes. So when we get Killian back, I hate to say it but he might have to come off the bench because I think Ivy's just so good as an out-and-out point guard.
0: I was going to say, the Killian haters are foaming at the mouth with you throwing <laughs> those numbers out there. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree with you, Killian. But why is it that K- he, he plays so much better when Killian's not in the game, like or when Killian's out? Like I get Killian has the ball, but say we just let Ivy do the one-guard thing. Don't give Killian the ball. I get that Killian's like... One strength, but like, say we just keep Killian out there for defensive purposes, and we let Ivy do his thing, run the point offensively, and just kind of have Killian stand in that primo spot that Dwayne Casey likes to call A the corner. corner. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? Like, yeah, you know?
1: I I feel like we've seen that in in like in in splurges this season. Mm-hmm. um Like we've tried it, but then it's just like you throw Killian Hayes in the corner, and like. Three quarters four fifths of the time, you know, like teams aren't even guarding that. So yeah. it's like, what do we do with Killian? You know, he'll play good defense, but he most likely won't make those shots. Like it's a bit of an awkward fit there. Um, on the bright side of things, it won't be an awkward fit once we replace Killian Hayes with Cade Cunningham next season, obviously. Cause with Cade, who's, who's that? In the corner, I mean, you don't want Kate in the corner, but like <laughs> you can do it every now and then because Ivy's so good. And if you kick it out to Cade, he'll he'll probably knock it down. Um okay. But I, I, I don't know, um, Gabe said many pods ago that Killian's only strength is kind of as like a three and D wing, but he's obviously not a wing, but just kind of like that three and D persona. And I, I do, I, I could see that as a future for him, um, being a very like off ball guard, kind of like, kind of like Marcus Smart, although he does, he's doing a bit of ball handling, which, which is a guy's name we've thrown around with the comparisons to Killian Hayes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to try that, honestly, just a whole game. Sit in the corner if you're open, which you're going to be, Killian Hayes. Shoot the ball, and we'll let Ivy run the show. I'd love to see it.
0: I'd love to see it, too, but Killian really needs to be more efficient. Ever since he had that huge upswing that we've talked about on this pod so many times before, his numbers have not been the same. But since I think it was the all-star break, he's come back. I've loved the defensive energy he's come with. Uh, he's had stretches where his passing has kind of led the way for the team and led surges but he needs to take those five to seven minute spans and expand them like times three. Cause he needs, he needs to be able to do these things consistently. Not only if you want to spot on this team, but if you want to spot in the league. Oh yeah. Big time. Uh, who else we got to talk about? We got to talk about James Wiseman. He's uh, I mean, we've talked about it again. I say this every pod, but we talked about this on the pod too, how he's, how our guards never feed the bigs, speaking of Killian. Like, he, we, we've we talked and we've texted about it, how sometimes there's a lob available, but Killian always goes to the kickout pass. But look what happens when we're feeding our bigs. Like, we're starting to feed the bigs now, and we're starting to see some some real results. Uh, it kind of started, I think it was in that Toronto game, we started off by feeding Wiseman first couple of plays of the game, and now we had the two big lineup with him and Bagley in there. I'm loving every second of it. Just every time Bagley makes a shot, I feel like that's development. Every time Wiseman touches the ball, it's development. And I'm loving everything I'm seeing out of Wiseman. Bagley being uh, more aggressive defensively, contesting shots, disrupting shots. I, I really like it. And imagine, you know, you want to do this too big lineup. I know Stu's not a big, but that was kind of how we were you know, naming it when we were using it. But you got Stu Duran. maybe they start, maybe they don't. And you got Bagley Wiseman, maybe they start, maybe not. But either way, that's your first and second unit. You can mix and match with those guys. Like having a four-man rotation with bigs and being able to mix it, I think that that's going to be pretty scary.
1: Yeah, draft aside, um, like, you know, Vic, okay, Victor Mignogna <laughs> potentially aside, I, sure. I think next season it, it it's going to stay... Um, like a pretty fluid starting. Uh, if we go double big, assuming we go double big, I think those those four guys that we have, I do think it'll be a pretty fluid starting five. Like it could change one night, um, and the next night it could be something different in the long term. But we said about hitting the bigs. I think there's definitely been a noticeable difference, and I wonder if that's just you know people figuring out how good James Wiseman is down on the low block or Marvin Bagley or just just playing together because you know a lot of these guys haven't played together. It's a it's a bit of a ragtag team of guys but yeah. you said since Toronto which was Bagley's first game back Bagley it, I'll I'll lift up, I'll list off the number of attempts attempts he's taken in those games since so Toronto 19 attempts Chicago 16 5 against the next time uh, and then he had 12 12 and 9 so uh, definitely an increase just shot numbers from from uh, Marvin Bagley and then we go to Wiseman who had a monster night tonight 10 for 13 eight shots the game before uh, despite fouling out six shots, five shots, 11 and 10. So they're getting double digit attempts per game and the majority of them on the low block. And that's exactly what you want to see from the two bigs if we're playing two bigs like that. Um, I'm not too optimistic about the bagley uh, Wiseman fit. I said it would be a fluid lineup, but I don't know if those two guys full strength will be playing together just because they are pretty similar um, in terms of the way they want to score the basketball. In fact, they're pretty much identical. Um, But I do have a complaint about James Wiseman. Uh It's not his defense, although I could complain about his defense. (laughs) It's his rebounding. I don't know if you notice it. I don't know if it's a lack of effort sometimes. I don't know if it's a lack of boxing out. But he just gives up a lot of boards. Um, For example, off the top of my head, versus Portland the other day, Damian Lillard got the rebound between five pistons. Five pistons were within the basket. I know that's not entirely on James Wiseman, but, you know, like, he's the big man. He's seven foot one. he's long. He's got to be clearing glass um tonight I think was uh Kristaps Porzingis got a a clutch tip in off a missed free throw Mm -hmm. Uh, and stuff like that just can't happen to me and I don't know if it's laziness but I definitely want to see bigger rebounding numbers from Wiseman I don't know if if you've seen similar things from James
0: I've seen it and I've tried to keep an eye on it too but the things I keep attributing it to are a couple of things uh first things first he's so raw he hasn't had much NBA experience he hasn't had much Uh, college experience. So he he, just teaching him how to box out again and how to how to deal with NBA level uh rebounders and getting stronger. I think that's the first thing. Second thing is I've kind of noticed it offensively is he loves like we just talked. You talked about it how him and Bagley are so similar offensively. How they love to get their position down low. I see Wiseman all the time run down the court, gets his position, seals off his man but we don't give him the ball. So then it's one second, two second, three second, four second. And then he's like, Oh my God, I got to get out of the paint before I get rung up. So we get out of the paint. And of course, as soon as he gets out of the paint, the shot goes up. And then he's out of position. So I feel like it's a combination of like, we, the guy, the, if he's got, if he's got a little guy sealed off, give him the ball. And, If Wiseman doesn't get the ball after – he needs to wait a shorter amount of time before he realizes, okay, they're not giving me the ball. Let me get into a position to uh, be the offensive big. I'm not going to score on this possession, but I can still be effective. And I think that's something that we need to work on as a team. Uh, Another thing you had mentioned was, like, there's no real, like uh, – these guys have played a lot together – We've seen that today with Ivy running down the floor, had a fast break. He had Wiseman, but wanted to take it himself and ended up kind of running into Wiseman, tried flipping it back to him for no reason. And it ended up in a turnover. So I think it's just a lot of uh, Wiseman getting stronger, Wiseman learning when to call off his offensive mindset and uh, the guy is feeding the bigs I, I i know we talk about it all the time but man is it frustrating
1: <laughs> i i thought today was the day because what Wiseman had eight of our first what like four how many are like 14 15 points yeah. he came out really hot is the point yeah i'm trying to make and, and there was an obvious notion of feeding him um, although there are a few tippins in there um <laughs> and it is it is so easy to forget that this guy didn't play college basketball um and then you know the whole warriors era him being at the warriors was a, w- a weird situation, I you know. I I still don't really get how that how that didn't work out at all. Um, but it's it's easy to forget how little NBA basketball he has played. Um, so I guess that does make me feel a bit better there. Um, just adapting to physicality, physicality and stuff. But um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna segue over here to RJ Hampton if that's all right with you. Yeah, do it. Because because for once, RJ Hampton has been looking like he's been belonging on a basketball court. He especially since Killian has gone out. He stepped up um, and filled in the void of, of of defense. Five steals he had against Portland. Um, another solid defensive Portland or the really game before. Five steals recently is the point. Um, mm-hmm. and a pretty solid showing here tonight. And the ball's going through the basket a little bit. Um it's funny when you look at the box score, it's almost like Killian hayes esque You know, you see a lot of steals, <laughs> not that many points. Um, but it's just nice to see the ball going through the basket sometimes for R.J. Hampton because it was yeah. a brutal start in terms of scoring the basketball for him. Um, I'm glad to see him coming along. We do have an option on his second year, but I would be shocked if we take that. But, you know, like we said with uh, with Eugene Marui, these guys are fighting for their NBA lives. You know, it might not be with the Pistons, but play well here. Get a chance somewhere else. You know, like guess these are important minutes for these guys.
0: Agreed. And I thought uh, Hampton jump shot looked a lot better today than it did in previous games. Okay. He had, I think, two made triples, one from the top, one from the right wing. It, it was just so much more fluid. His knees go up his, his just the body motion seems so much more fluid. I've noticed like we talked about this with Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown's made it work. How he holds on to the ball for so long when he shoots a shot. It bothers me because I'm OCD. I don't know why it bothers me, but Hampton's done that a couple of times where he gets into the lane, he just elevates and he just stays there. I get it. You, you're, you're athletic. You can levitate. You're bragging. I get it. But shoot the shot because you, you can't lose that momentum when you're in the air because it stalls your shot. Then the shot gets wonky. Then he misses the shot. But regardless, defense, spot on. Uh, Killian Hayes uh, going out, Hampton filling in that spot. I love his energy. It's not just it's not in, in a way he's better at defense than Killian Hayes because yeah, Killian uh, plays great defense. But when Hampton is defending you, he is in your mouth. Like he is he is trying to dislodge that ball every second. You pick up that dribble, he's coming after you, and I love it. Uh, also, Eugene. Loved seeing him dive on the floor for that ball today. He couldn't he couldn't get a hold of it when he it was, they pushed it up to him. I think he got a little flustered with, oh my God, I'm gonna get the ball. What am I gonna do with it? Didn't retain it, but he got on the floor for it and still uh pushed it out um to Ivy, swung it to Hampton. I so wish Hampton hit that three. I really do. I feel like that would have been a great crowd popping moment. But RJ Hampton's been great so far for us. And uh yeah, I don't know if we retain him. Uh, he's like you said. I it I think it just depends on how free agency is is going for us. Because say we do land a Jeremy Grant, or say we land a Kyle Kuzma, I don't know who who we're going after, but they're putting uh Grant. I, my guess is if we land a Jeremy Grant, there's no RJ Hampton.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be tough. I guess it's just. Kind of like a nice insurance option. Um,
0: I, I love it, though. You know, I, I love having – I love it that we're in the spot to give these guys an opportunity. And, and look at the games that these guys are playing. Like, if you were to start this year and you were to say, all right, Jaden Ivey, James Wiseman, Marvin Bagley, Eugene uh, – man, I messed up his man. I'm going to call him Eugene. <laughs> Eugene and RJ Hampton are going to play in a game for the Pistons and it's going to be a close game that they lose in the last two tenths of a second. Like, no one would believe you. First of all, who's Eugene, right? <laughs> second of all, R.J. Hampton's on the, on the Magic. James Wiseman's on the, on the Warriors. This is never going to happen. But look at where we are. We're playing good competitive basketball with guys who are trying to make their imprint on the NBA. Or, like you said, are fighting for the NBA lives. And I love it. I love every second of
1: it. Yeah, and um, one one interesting that that has happened, you know, since acquiring Wiseman, since doing some things we wouldn't really have expected, um, but the Wiseman is the cutoff here. The Pistons have been 10th in defensive efficiency. And, and yeah, right? I see yeah. you looking out like, what? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which is become interesting because the narrative around Wiseman is he's a bad defender. Um, yeah. He might be, but it might've, just been a case of, Hey, Sadiq Bay, you were really bad at defense and now we've got yeah. Liberty here and you're really good at defense. Um, unfortunately, the offensive efficiency is now ranked 29th in the NBA, um, but mm-hmm. that, that obviously, you know, comes in with, with Boyan and Burke starting to miss some games. Uh, and, you know, there's so much of our offense, but positive signs that the switching scheme is finally after two, three years, <laughs> starting to get somewhere, 10th in the league in defense. I don't care that it's March and it is the most meaningless basketball that the Pistons are playing. If we're 10th in defense, man, if you told me we got an out of the top, off, out of the bottom 10, I would have had a smile on my face, but to be in the <laughs> top 10 is, I think, something very positive we can take into this offseason and the next season.
0: And I think we talked about it on our post-All-Star break impressions, and we Connie was like, I just want to see this team play some defense and we're like 29s right now. I think we can get up to 25. Nah, dude, we jumped up like 20 spots. Like that's incredible. The, the amount of effort that we are playing on defense. And like you said, the switching scheme, the rotations, they've just been so much better. I, and it's, it's nice to see this fluid defense. And, and when there's an open guy in the corner, they think about it. They don't shoot now because our guys are closing out and they're not jumping at the guy. They stay down and they're able to stay with them on the drive. And it's just, it's been a flawless, uh, not flawless, but it's been a lot better, a lot better than it has been in the past. And it's great to see. And I think I sent it in the chat. Those two lineups of uh, of guys that are have really good defensive ratings, like I, I'm, I'm happy seeing those lineups. I don't have it pulled up here right now, but I think one was like Killian, Ivy, Bogey, surprisingly, Stu and Wiseman. Like, that's a great defensive lineup besides bogey. Like, sub out bogey for livers. And, and I'm, I'm cool with that. And like you said, Wiseman's not the greatest defender. And he, yeah, he's got room to grow, no doubt. But his size and length just causes so many disruptions, so many detours. I love it. Like, he, it, he didn't even have to jump today. I didn't even think he had his hand up. And it threw Bradley Beal off on a floater.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I know exactly what you're referring to. I that exact moment. I agree with you. And um the other lineup was was Corey Joseph, Alec Burks, Hamadou Diallo, Livers, and Wiseman.
0: Guess who's the common thread in both of those? James Wiseman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, I don't know if Sadiq was bad. I missed Sadiq. Um, but James Wiseman has 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 really put a smile on like it's hard to watch these games because you know, you and I are huge Killian supporters, so at least we watch for Killian. Killian goes down, and now we're like, "All right, let's watch for Ivy." But now we're having more reasons to watch. Yeah, there's no Duran. Yeah, there's no Stew. Yeah, it's fun seeing Bogey get hot, but he's gone too. I love watching Wiseman and Bagley just just do their thing, and it kudos to them because they've been the only two bigs, uh, playable bigs for the last few games, and they've done a really, really good job of, I I think you said Wiseman fouled out, but I don't think both Duran and Stu Stu were out that game, but I think they've done a great job of, of both staying out of foul trouble, both playing by themselves and both playing simultaneously. And like you said, you don't think Wiseman and Bagley can play together, but, you know, I, I, towards the end of the the I think it was the end of their stints together Bagley was the one spotting up on the wing and taking catch and shoot threes so I kind of like the idea of giving them the opportunity to shoot threes because if one of them can start hitting them at a semi-respectable clip then I think they can both play together
1: yeah um and and, and now is the time to to experiment with that, like. Marvin hit a hit a couple of uh, he hit a big three against Portland um, as we were trying to make a nice little comeback, and it's nice to see that from Marvin because for a while Casey was was trying to make him into the guy that could be in the corner and, and be a threat from outside the arc, um, and with Wiseman, we've seen him take a few jumpers. We've seen him hit a few jumpers, um one or two threes, but I'm not I'm not too sure about the uh, about the mechanics of his jump shots so far. But so if I had to pick between one of them, I could see Marvin Bagley being a little bit more respectable from outside the arc um but yeah why not get your shots up now I'd love to see them both shoot two to three attempts per game as as we wind down the season here um especially if some of our guys are going to be out for a longer period of time
0: yeah no doubt and I I'm with you his his shot mechanics are a little wonky and I think they look better from inside the arc than out but you know give him give him the John Beeline let him work on it a little bit uh, and you know if Killian Hayes can actually go through a stretch of making threes from where <laughs> yeah. his shot was. Yeah, uh, I think James Wiseman can too. Uh, any other notes you got, you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, uh, can I can I just like list off some names for you and uh, tell me if you if you think they're gonna play another game this season? Ooh, because uh, just before this, um, we saw Casey say that we'll keep an eye on Bogey and Burks moving forward. <laughs> Which which I got a feeling I know what that means you know you know make make it that which you will but right. uh, I'll start with Burks then what do you think Alec Burks will play again this season?
0: All right, all right, let me pull up the schedule real quick. Let's see. We're so, uh,
1: fifteen and fifty one. All right, We've so got, uh, what sixteen games left?
0: Yeah, we play Charlotte next, so I'm guessing they do not play against Charlotte. I don't think they play against the Pacers. I think we'll get them back for a two or three games. We play the Nuggets, we play the Heat, and we play the Bucks. So I think they will play in at least Bricks will play in at least one of those three games.
1: One of those I think I think Bogey is so what do you think about Bogey? You think he's coming back as well in those three games?
0: I think he comes back. In those three games, too, because at least it'll make it a little more competitive TV, right? Because if you run, run uh, RJ Hampton, Jaden Ivy, Eugene, Bags, and Wiseman out against the Nuggets, it's not going to turn out into great basketball. You're
1: going to have two viewers, and it's going to be me and you.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that they play just for competitive purposes in those games. The Bucks. I'm starting to think about it now. We got our butts kicked against the Bucks when they both played. So maybe we try to break out the all time blowout record and I think it's 75 points and just run at it with the Bucs and see where we go. But they definitely do not play the last two games of the season against OKC and the Rockets.
1: I I a, think a month. I think Bogie's done for the season. I think we might see Burks one or two more times, but I've got a feeling bogey, I think it's done for Bogey. I think I think he's going in for next season or whatever happens in the offseason. Um Stuart Durham, do you do you see any like extra yes. timeout? Yeah, yeah. I think they come back.
0: If they don't, if they come back at all, I say they come back in the month of April if they really want to push it out. And they play the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they may just play the last five games if they really want to be cautious. If not, uh, let's just have fun with it. Throw them out there. I want all four of the bigs out there so bad. Um, I I want to. I just want to see, but minus you know, Cade, um, Bogey, and Burks. I just want to see everyone else just play because Diallo's out, so that's unfortunate. But I just want to see everyone else play for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. Just see what happens because this is exciting basketball for us as Piston fans because it's make or break time for a lot of these guys.
1: I um I've said this multiple times before, but I would love to see Isaiah Stewart come back and I want to try him with two other bigs.
0: With two other bigs, yeah. I want to try kinda, if I we wanna, can do kinda, it with
1: Eugene it. Amarui. You're telling me we can't do it with Isaiah Stewart. I would love to see it. And I think <laughs> defensively it would be one of our one of our best lineups like we go out there with with Killian and Jaden and then we go Stewart and insert other two bigs like I'm watching that game closely it might be ugly but I'm I'm gonna have fun watching that game because we can throw it, Stewart it, in the corner we can throw Marvin Bagley <laughs> in the corner and have I was, I
0: was gonna say wise, but Bagley <laughs> works too you know what screw it let's just run out like Killian five bigs two yeah <laughs> bagley durin wiseman what the hell we got nothing to lose at this point
1: it's like uh the nuggets did that in, the, in their first game in the bubble they started yo kitchen plumley in the backcourt really oh, yeah my. and they won did,
0: <laughs> the, the, the magic did, oh my god the magic did something big like that too they went like paolo bulbul Franz, and wendell like that's huge
1: yeah, man, I, I would love to see it, man. If only we had Bull Bol, if that, if that went through. I would, that, that guy could fit right into that into that scheme.
0: That would be scary. Having Bol Bol, James Wiseman, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, and Jalen Dern. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Run it. The thing that scares me about the Magic, though, they got two cracks at the apple to try to get that one pick.
1: Yeah, right. I've I've thought about that, but like I don't know. I I think either of those picks just, just won't be good enough because Orlando's a pretty decent team, you know. Like they've taken a decent jump this year, so their pick themselves is is obviously low odds. Um, but I just don't want to believe it, so I I don't I'm not gonna think about
0: that. Well, here here's something for you: the Magic are only in fifth. In... They have the fifth best odds to get the one pick. Yeah, that's not too shabby. That's not too shabby. I mean, they're only one spot behind the Hornets. So, I mean, it's tight. Uh, It just scares me. I do not want Wendy on that team. I don't want him on the Magic. I don't want him on the Rockets. For his sake, I don't want him on the Hornets.
1: The only place I, I... I want him outside of Detroit, or I would like to see it's just like an NBA fan, the NBA fan side of me. It's yeah. San Antonio. I think that'd be just
0: awesome.
1: Popovich would love it, man. That's the Tim Duncan reincarnation right there. That's the only place i like to see outside of Detroit, obviously.
0: The Bulls have the seventh best odds. Could you imagine? Really? They just wait it out, they get Lonzo back, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> Nicole Vucevic, and Victor Wembanyama.
1: Wow! If I'm them, I'm
0: I'm tanking every game now. <laughs> for real, <laughs> the Pacers are also at the sixth best odds. That would that would tick me off, kinda. Yeah, Pacers got a nice core going on. And of course the Lakers, but that's going to uh, the Pelicans. I so wish we traded <laughs> Boogie for that pick.
1: Yeah, man, that would have given us that would have given us more hope.
0: It would have. It would have. I mean, not much because they're at ninth, but still. I, I Still, having two first – the, the Magic have two first-rounders. And I like – like, imagine getting both the Thompson brothers. Like, that's crazy. Or Nick Smith and Devontae George. Like, there's so many options uh, the Magic could go in here. Their future is like I, – I like the Magic. I, I mean, I hate them because they want to you know, they want not fight. But players-wise, I like it.
1: Yeah, no, I I dislike them as well as a, as a rival, but they do have a nice a nice core that they have cooking up. Um, really quick on some on you mentioned a few draft guys. Um, has your stance on on Brandon Miller changed should he be available after um his his gun incident?
0: I'm I mean, me as a person, I think no, cuz I I just don't agree. I get it. He's a great ball player. I get it. But at the same time, like he he's making he made light of a very serious situation and that just didn't sit right with me
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely not a good look and I guess on, I guess on the subject um, John Morant what do you do you, Do you think anything's gonna happen with him any serious suspension
0: no because he's a big draw and the NBA is just gonna suspend him for until they feel like it blows over and then it's gonna be done And with how the Brendan Miller thing hit this super high thing and then kind of just whittled out, the same thing can happen here. And they may just sit him out until the last couple games of the season because the Grizzlies are in pretty decent shape right now. So I I think it's more of a political thing than an actual punishment thing. Um,
1: This would be the the best case scenario for me. Because uh, under the CBA rule, it's a 50-game suspension if a year Ooh. old weapon is shown around the team. So the police investigation is figuring out if it's actually his or not. I would love Ooh. to see John Morant sit out 50 games. He absolutely deserves it. Um, yeah, no he mistake. does. Not to make this a non piston not like, you know, away from the Pistons. Hey,
0: and there's only two of us, and the Pistons are <laughs> yeah. playing like garbage. So, you know what? We can talk about whoever.
1: And I want to say, uh, get well to Brandon Clark. Um, he was shooting yeah. the ball 69% among the best in the NBA. He ruptured his Achilles very unfortunate um I I think I maybe said one of these days that that he's a guy I would love on the Pistons because he just works hard he he finishes plays uh a nice player um a a shame he went down with that um hope he gets well soon
0: yeah it's a shame to see a guy like that so young so talented lose probably the like I mean I get it if you get hurt and you miss the beginning part of the season but you get to ramp up for the postseason that's great but he played the whole season and now he's out like that that's tough i i feel for him on that uh who else we got I, yeah i i hope john morant gets that 50 game suspension because i feel like these situations are not taken seriously so yeah it make I, I hate to say it make an example of john morant
1: and it's and it's not like one thing with john morant you know yeah. like i feel like in the past 2 weeks maybe it's been like three or four like accusations and and just, like, terrible news headlines coming out on John Moran. I, I think it would be great. I Not only do I think it would be hilarious as a Pistons fan and <laughs> as a guy, you know, who always looks appears to be acting so tough, I think it would just be, you know, pretty comical. But I do think that uh this is a serious situation and his, his, his behavior has gotten slightly out of control. 50 games would be great for him. Maybe a bit yeah. harsh, but great for him.
0: And could you imagine if the Grizzlies and Pelicans, like, play in the postseason and then there's no Zion, there's no John Moran. like Looking look, like a Pistons game. <laughs> for real. Uh, how are we feeling about the Suns?
1: I I think they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals for sure. Um, before the Kevin Durant trade, I was saying Jokic and the Nuggets are going to the Finals no matter what out of the West. But now I, I do think about it. Um, but I love Phoenix. They've looked fantastic since getting Kevin Durant. Still undefeated, and and I think just everything gels together is gonna gel together so well there because Booker's so good at scoring the basketball. Twenty six yeah. years old, you know, entering his prime. He's ready to do a lot of the work. KD can be, you know, coming off the MCL strain. He can let Booker do some of that work, but he's he's Kevin Durant. You know, he can give you fifty. Aiton's yeah. a great finisher. He'll finish anything. And I just I like Chris Paul's role there. It's just all he has to do is facilitate because. You Know Chris Paul looks like he's got one leg now compared to how he was, you know, eight years ago or whatever. Um, yeah. But if he just has to facilitate, I really like his position there. Guarantee the Western Conference finals. I don't, it would be a hell of a series should they match up with, with the Nuggets. Um, also the Mavericks would be a hell of a series. Um, those two teams that would be
0: fun. Did you yeah, watch that, in that game? That was gonna be my question.
1: Yeah, of the uh, that was like an early tip off on the weekend, yeah. Yeah, man, I, lo- I love that game, and I'm, I'm loving the Luca Booker beef.
0: I-, I love it. I love it. And le- like you were saying, like, the-, the way the Suns played that game is exactly how they're going to run their offense. And it's, it's going to be so hard to stop. You've got to pick your poison on who yep. you want to try to get to beat you. Do you want KD to beat you? Do you want Devin Booker to beat you? Or more likely, do you want Chris Paul to beat you? Chris Paul made a couple clutch threes in that game from the right wing. But playoff time, like, can he stay healthy enough to hit those shots through, however many really high impact, stressful games they're going to be playing? So it, it's going to be interesting. But I got one of the poisons, man. Who did I forget? Saban Lee. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forget about Sabo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Chris Paul goes down. Sabo coming in to save the day. They both got threes in their jersey numbers, so it's all good. <laughs>
1: So who who do you who do you, if we had to pick if you had to pick one team coming out of the west who would you pick? That's so hard cuz I I would personally I stick with Denver going to the finals.
0: I feel I I I think you're right but who we got at the top? We got Denver, we got the Grizzlies and you got the Kings as the top 3 yeah i'm going nuggets with east,
1: if you had to you east? know like we can you know maybe dive deeper into this you know maybe an off-season timer or past pistol season yeah Top of your head who you have coming out of the east celtics yeah yeah same it's, it's between two teams for me yeah no no i'll, I'll say milwaukee actually because they have hey. <East>. Um, it's one of those two teams for me. I, I don't think, I don't think Philly's quite on that level. Um, no, Miami's taken a step back, so it's going to be good. I think it's going to be, my prediction is uh, Milwaukee Denver final.
0: That would be fun, but markets too. yeah, that's true. I still think Boston's going to do it because they're hungry. They've been there. It's going to be one heck of a playoff series to see the Bucks and the Celtics go at it. Well, I, hope I don't really think there's any other way that that's not the Eastern Conference final.
1: Yeah, yeah. something, some injury would have to happen, you'd think.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, God forbid anything happened. That's going to be so fun. I want, I am excited to watch the Kings in the playoffs. The oh, way yeah. they and they're play. gonna have a home
1: court, man. Home court advantage with those crazy fans that missed playoff basketball. Light for so the
0: beam, bro. Like it's gonna be exciting.
1: My my only concern is I, I have no idea if this, if this if this this might need to be fact checked, but I believe <laughs> the Kings are the only team that have a longer like playoff wind route than the Pistons. If that if that's correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so please don't win a game, please. Uh, uh Sacramento. That'd yeah, just idea.
0: get swept. If you get there, just get swept.
1: <laughs> get swept.
0: Um, <laughs> the the playoffs look fun though. Like just the first round, you'll have the Nuggets and Clippers. Like that could be super Great fun. Series, Kawhi,
1: huh? Yeah, Kawhi PG Russ.
0: Yeah, and then you got Mavericks, Grizzlies. That's gonna be fun. Kings. How would the Timberwolves six? I was just looking at that and I have
1: no clue. <laughs> I feel like I'm just so used to making fun of them. <laughs> I
0: am too. I've been dogging on them all year and they're six. Uh, I guess that,
1: that, that West is compact.
0: Yeah. And then KD gets his revenge against Golden State. Oh, man. What a series that would be. That's going to be crazy. And I hope Steph gets healthy. I, I want, if Clay Thompson's been playing great. Just, just give us some fun basketball. I'm pleading to the basketball gods here. I'm just pleading. Yeah, We're
1: we'll running out of the the Warriors era is, is running down here. You know, it, it'd be great to get. I thought I know we thought the last one was the last run, but just just <laughs> let us you know see these healthy guys. Like you know, a couple more times. It's good. To we have
0: keep back. saying the last run, but then they just pull some rabbit out of a hat. I for sure thought they weren't going anywhere last year. But
1: yeah, me neither. And the crazy thing is. I honestly could see them, like, go back this year. All they have to do, if they're healthy, like, the sky is the limit for them. Um, I mean, the I fact that
0: Steph's season. been out for most of the year and they're still sitting at, like, fifth.
1: Which is incredible. And they, they just got it back on Sunday. So they could, you know, maybe fly up there and, and, and move those Timberwolves
0: down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, 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 let's play a little quick game here. Yeah. We'll do the on the bubble. So – the people on the outside looking in, let's see, how far out are they? 15, 15, 15. Now. Okay, so we'll do these three teams. I'm going to ask you if these three teams make the playoffs or not. Do the Thunder make the play-in?
1: Is this, like, like? are you talking just, like, get in the play-in for these teams? Just or, get in the play yeah, and be in the official play Yeah. Just just winning a play-in
0: or just yeah. getting to the plane? Just getting to the play yeah.
1: Okay, be a top 10 seed? No, I don't think the Thunder make it.
0: So you think they cannot surpass the Trailblazers um, or the Pelicans? Man, poor Pelicans, man. They've struggled. Do the Lakers make it?
1: I've got a feeling they do. Um, you know, I know LeBron is out right now, but since they made the moves to uh, to revamp their roster, they look great. Anthony Davis has been playing, like, at a genuine MVP level um, since those moves as well. He's a great player. As long as he's on the court, he's going to be <laughs> probably the best player on both ends. I, I do like I think the Lakers make
0: it. And do the Jazz make it? I think no, we're both the Jazz, in good
1: Jazz are going in the opposite
0: <laughs> direction. Yeah. yeah. they're tanking. Uh all right. Now looking at the East here. Not as tight, not as tight, but the three teams that could do it. Do the Magic make it? I say no. No. Do the Pacers make it? I also say no. Dude, I was looking Can at this.
1: And it it might be like in the wake of Tyrese Halliburton dropping 40 and 16. I (laughs) I could see the Pacers making a jump because Halliburton is that good. And Miles Turner is like a really solid big. He's been there. He's done that. Um, But I would still probably have to say no.
0: Yeah. Do the Bulls overtake D.C.? No, I think Chicago is is doomed. I don't know, man. Like the fact that I don't know, just, like, I know where are the Pistons, and, like, you know, but the fact that we can't touch the Bulls, and we pushed the the Wizards down seven guys to the limit, just, like, how do the Bulls not overtake D.C. at that point?
1: It's just a mystery <laughs> out there. Like, on paper, there's no reason they shouldn't be really good. Um,
0: but I think,
1: like, I don't know, they suck at defense, and... Yeah, you know, it doesn't help playing Levine, DeRozan, and and Vucevic. You're not gonna have a good defense with that. But this is who true. knows, man. I'm just as we look at these, as we make fun of these, or as we judge these, these, these fringe bubble teams. I'm just thankful we're not trying to compete with Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson or Blake Griffin as our best guy, and we're trying to make the eight seed, man. I'm so glad those days are beyond us. I hope there's better times ahead.
0: We would never make it <laughs> <laughs> ever. Like, if we didn't make it that year, we were – we're never going to make it. Comparing those teams to what we have today, not a chance. Uh, all right, let's circle back to the team that we actually all love and care about. If you're still with us, thank you so much. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, what other Piston topics you got? I, I kind of skipped over your opinions here, so I'm sorry, but let me, let's me let come back to that. Do Bogey and Burks come back this season? You touched on it, but let's just run back through it real quick. Uh,
1: I think – We'll see Burks for a short period of time and then he will sit out maybe the remaining 10 or so games. And I think Bogey has played his last game of the season already. Stu and Durin. Duran, I want to say yes. And with these guys, it, it wouldn't be anything about wrestling them because we're winning too many games. Um, it would just seriously be about the health. I, I will say yes for Stu. I know Stu is coming back. I've heard some some positive things about his his injury, but Duren with double ankle soreness. It's not the left ankle. It's not the right ankle. It scares me a little bit. And I know there's no rush whatsoever to get him back. So, I mean, I would love to see him, but for different reasons, I don't think he's going to come back this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm there with you. It's his first NBA season. He's a young kid. So I, I can see them just, you know, letting him sit and chill for a bit. Killian Hayes. Does Killian Hayes come back this season?
1: Yeah, um, he just was diagnosed with hand contusion, um, and not a long term, not a long term injury. So he'll be back. Agreed, agreed. Uh, but one other... interesting thing with Killing is it's contusion on his left hand. Yeah. So maybe we see some more right hand Killing in the
0: in the future. No, he's gonna like <laughs> hurt himself again dribbling with the left hand. He's like resistant with that right hand, and Casey's like I think you mentioned it. Casey said he's been. He's been hurt for a minute, so maybe that's the reason his shots been off. Maybe his left hand just isn't I hope right. So. I mean, yeah, I hope that's the reason. Otherwise, I mean, at the same time, I know where the Pistons and we're just giving teams opportunities, but he's something. I mean, he was at times perceived to be playing so bad that he shouldn't be on an NBA court, and he and yet he still gets the starting game. So I think there's hope for him. Yeah, always is. <laughs> Yeah, we're a little biased though. Uh, what else you got on your list of things to talk about? I'm out, man. You're out. We you ran through Let's see. Can we touch on everybody. Corey Joseph. Should we talk about Corey Joseph? Do we give Corey Joseph the light today?
1: <laughs> I you mean, we what, can. He's, he's been he's all done. right, but I don't want to be sitting here. Sixty-five games in a season. We've won fifteen <laughs> games, and I don't want to talk about Corey Joseph. <laughs> Is he on this roster next season? Yes or no? Oh,
0: That's tough. Yeah, because Dwayne is still the coach. (laughs) Is Rodney Magruder still on this roster next season?
1: Uh, I love Rodney Magruder. I unironically appreciate him a ton, but (laughs) I I don't think he'll be on the roster next season. I don't
0: know. I get I, – no, I think you're right. But at the same time, there's there's 15 roster spots. I feel like one or two of them going to go to Kojo and or Rodney Rejuder.
1: I wouldn't there's, be that upset so. having those guys at the end of the bench.
0: Yeah, an emphasis on end of the bench, not in uniform. <laughs> yeah.
1: 14 and 15.
0: Uh, all right, well, if you got nothing else, I got nothing else. We, I caught it this time. We're going to look at the week ahead here. Uh, We're a little late getting to this pod. We had some scheduling issues because we're also busy and popular. Just kidding. School got in the way most of the time. But we got the Hornets coming up, the Pacers. We'll just finish this week off. We got the Hornets and the Pacers the next two games. What are you going
1: Definitely own too. Um, I think the losing streak will hit 10. Is a chance if we do win a game, I would take it against Charlotte. But I think Indiana with Halliburton is just it's just too much for us right now.
0: Agreed. I I don't think we're touching Indiana. And we play Indiana on back-to-back games. Uh man, we were home for a minute. Five game stretch. Yeah,
1: nice touch.
0: Oh, and we play DC again. I'm liking the loss odds here. This is great. Hold on we're going to lose a lot of games <laughs> this is great <laughs> do we beat the rockets i've been rattling my brain with this i do it is
1: going to be the worst game in nba history man <laughs> it is going to be so ugly i can't even i can't even begin to think of who's going to be out i think we'll be starting eugene Omarui and rj hampton that game
0: you might be, right? Some random
1: guy on a 10-day I probably will have never heard of in my life will probably be playing that game.
0: Jared Roden and Stanley Umade are going to both get minutes in that game. <laughs> no questions asked. Buddy Boheim, too. Forgot about Buddy. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I think we beat the Hornets this week. I, I think we beat them. I think we just – we're so we're, we're one game ahead of the Rockets. We're a few games ahead of the Hornets. So I think we try, we make it look like that we're actually competing. We beat the Hornets and then we lose to Cause we got a nice losing streak coming up. You got uh, Coming up. We're, yeah. We're eight games under no, the losing we're, streak. Early. We're in it. We're in it. We're, we got more, but we're going to win against Charlotte. Remember I'm calling it. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to play Indiana twice. Then we play Denver. I know we beat Denver. We're not beating them again. We play Miami. We play Atlanta. Like, these games are not games we're going to win. I want to beat Atlanta because Sadiq's there, but Sadiq's going to drop 50. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, any uh, – what, what does Connie call it? I keep calling it the crystal ball. Any haters of the week you got?
1: Yeah. I want to see Wiseman get 15 rebounds in a game. Actually, you know what? 12 rebounds in a
0: game. Okay, okay. That's a little better. Because
1: I've, I've been very upset with his rebounding, as I said. Um, And I would love for him to prove me wrong. He
0: got five tonight, didn't
1: he? Five is not, not a lot of rebounds for a seven-foot-one guy.
0: This is very true. But at the same <laughs> time, we are trying to tank. So maybe they just told him not to get rebounds. We don't know.
1: Hey, hey, James, when the ball is coming to you, don't grab it. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. If we <laughs> pass it to you, catch it. But otherwise, don't touch it. I, I think he gets at least – I think he gets a double-double against Charlotte.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see it. I would, I would hope so.
0: Because he, he had a double-double already once with us, didn't he? Second or third game.
1: He's had. I just had his game
0: log up five minutes ago but i closed the tab so <laughs> which i can tell you <laughs> it's not, not important not important well valley here's the important thing though we did it we made it two-man pod i have no <laughs> idea how long we've been going we rambled for a minute
1: but we that's what we gotta
0: do with pod. i think we did pretty good oh my god oh we did really good we went at least 30 40 minutes all oh. right yeah and and we got some I mean, moderate announcements. So remember, folks, Motor City Cruise tickets. They are free, literally free. All you got to do is DM us. I have no idea why people complain about not wanting something, and then they find something that's free, and then they don't capitalize on it. Just capitalize on the free ticket. All you got to do is come have a good time at a Motor City Cruise game. It doesn't really, it's not that big of a deal. So come out, join us, March 24th uh at the motor city cruise game make sure you follow us on social media and here's the other big news we got we are on tiktok folks uh i was resistant for a while because i didn't know how to use it but guess what we're gonna figure it out together we are on tiktok i also didn't know how to use youtube for a bit but guess what i'm not as big of an idiot as i thought it was i was i figured it out we're on youtube so go follow us at Buffs on Podcast on YouTube, at Buffs on Podcast on TikTok, at Buffs on Podcast on Twitter, Buffs underscore on underscore podcast on Instagram, Buffs on Pod on Facebook. And yeah, that was a mouthful, but you're going to remember the Buffs on Podcast for a minute. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to me, Grant, for most of it. Valley, thank you for joining me. And thank, thank you to gosh. everybody else.